and welcome to How to Deal in the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie. And today we're here with Mitch Winkleman or Mitchell Winkleman, my brother. Hello, everybody. So, Mitch, how do you deal when shit gets real? Or just tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know. Oh, oh man, where do you want me to start? <laughs> uh, go back to the day you were born. Do you remember? Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's, that, we'll be here forever. I don't know about that. <laughs> just generally about yourself. Oh, well. So, I'm born in Illinois. So, way mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um. <laughs> Do I have to introduce my own brother? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I guess we'll say I was a fireman for four years before my accident for a couple suburban fire departments around Chicago. I was a paramedic and a fireman. And how old are you? Are now. you married? Are you happy? Oh yeah, I guess. I should, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just not good with explaining myself. I am twenty. Seven just had my birthday. Yep, that's right. A couple days ago, mm-hmm. four days, and I am married to my wife, Sarah. Yeah, I've been married to her just over two years. It was two years, December 28th. High school sweethearts, so, I guess. High school sweethearts, I've known her since I was 14. Oh, on and off like a couple times in high school, and then we connected in, uh, in college at a party, and then we've been together since. Which was 2016. Oh shit! Yeah, known her for the last 13 years. Wow, it's going crazy. So, Mitch, tell us a little bit about your accident. So, the accident that caused me to be quadriplegic happened August 14th of 21, and I was out with a group of friends on a pontoon. And I decided to dive into a river because I dove into many waterfalls before, many different types of water as being involved with swim and waterfall. I thought I could dive into a shallow dive, but it was not shallow enough. And so my head hit something underneath mm-hmm. the water in the river. I remember diving in. And I don't remember anything else except a couple of sounds. Really? Throughout. What sounds? I'm just kidding. Uh, I, remember, I remember helicopter sounds going into a helicopter to go to the level one trauma center. So essentially, I dove in and then they knew something was wrong because I couldn't flip myself over. I guess when they flipped me over after I dove in, I said I couldn't feel my legs and they knew something was wrong. And I was with a bunch of firemen paramedics from luckily my my department. So I was with the right group of people. They turned me over and they put me on uh, a beer pong floaty table that we had just gotten out to essentially use that as a backboard and to keep me floating. That's actually smart. Wow, that was yeah. real. That was also really lucky. Like, how many people have an yeah. inflatable like yeah, you know table? I mean? Yeah, because like, we were we were going men. out there to drink and hang out for a shift outing, and so that's why they had some of that. And then they were they were trying to figure out how to get me onto the boat, but we were on a pontoon, and a pontoon's probably about probably a foot and a half off the water, and trying to lift mm-hmm. me out would have been near impossible. Luckily, 
there was another boat that had like a swim deck. So it was like, you like level with the water. They stopped them and they put me on that on the end of the boat. And they then drove the boat to the nearest dock. And then my buddy was calling 911 to get an ambulance. And so he knew exactly right where we are and told the ambulance right where to go. So luckily there was no interference from getting me off of the boat to the ambulance because we pretty much met the ambulance right away. They knew I was, I had a very severe injury because when there's any sort of neurological impairment or any type of neurological trauma that happens, men usually get this symptom called propiapism. And it's when you essentially get a hard on because you have a spinal cord injury. And so really? they, yeah. And, it, wow. and it's a neurogenic no idea. Yeah. Symptom that can happen that like is an early, I believe an early sign, it's a severe spinal cord injury, but they didn't know the, the level. So as soon as they saw that my buddy who I was with told the, um, the ambulance crew to call for a helicopter to go to, to go to the nearest level one trauma center because mm-hmm. we were out on the river way west of the city and so there was nothing really that close that was drivable for a level one so the ambulance crew took me to the closest hospital and i didn't even go in the er I believe I went straight from the ambulance to the helicopter to the nearest level, level one trauma center, which was Condell hospital. And so that's where I stayed. And when I got to Condell, supposedly I was awake, even though I was intubated Mm -hmm. and I was like giving a thumbs up, but I don't remember any of that. That's definitely a you thing. Like, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll walk it. I've also been saying that wrong my whole life. I thought it was priapism. So now I'm glad that I know the right way to say it. Priapism. Yeah. And it was funny because my, the one guy I was with came into the yard. He's like, don't worry. I drove your Mustang to the hospital. And I guess I shot up or tried to, to give him like a glare that he drove my car. Oh my and god. I don't even remember it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So were you in and out of consciousness kind of this whole time, like from when you first dove in to getting to the hospital? I dove in and I don't remember anything else, but I guess I was in and out of consciousness. I don't okay. know. But you just don't remember what it is. Yeah, I just don't remember like what gotcha. happened at all. And then so these are in... all your friends telling you this is yeah, exactly these are what all, happened. Yeah, these are all the stories that I've collected from different people over telling like what has actually happened well i mean you are definitely with the right people for this type of accident and luckily it just just inflated that uh beer pong thing yeah that's crazy when i got to the trauma center i believe i went through four or five different surgeries so i had my first surgery was through my neck to stabilize my vertebrae. And then they went and cut open my neck. And they turned me over, essentially, was the next to get all the fragments 
and pieces out of my neck and they essentially my C six and seven needed a whole cage on it for how shattered my neck was. Yikes. And the ER doc pretty much said from the x-rays, like he's only seen these type of breaks from like severe car accidents, not a diving accident. Really? Wow. Yeah. So he must've hit this... something really hard. Yeah, exactly. And it was rack or something. Yeah. It was like McHenry river, which has a bunch of stuff in it always. And I just, I just didn't think about diving or not diving, not not diving. But yeah, so I could have hit any amount of objects from a log to a rock to anything. Who knows? Yeah. 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 And so they did like three different surgeries. Or, yeah. And then on my neck. And then I had was on so many different sedatives. I think I was on, was on Versed, fentanyl, ketamine. Oof. Wow. And... What else was I on? Another paralytic, which stops your body from moving. But I like, I had, I was on so much that I was like thrashing about, essentially going through straight, like roid rage. And that caused me to have one of my sutures and my back and neck open up. And that caused me to get another infection. Mm-hmm. Prior to that infection, supposedly I had feeling up into my belly button. Yeah. And that's what they were able to find out. And then after that, after they debrided my neck, then my feeling went up pretty much to my uh, nipples. And that's all I have feeling now is nipples up and I can't feel anything from my chest down. Crazy. So do you think it was not like male practice, but I guess male practice that you like lost some of your feeling. Like, do you think that there was some sort of like, they didn't do this right. And I would have had more feeling if they would have done it right. Yeah. Because initially we were supposed to go to a different level one trauma center that they flew over because it was so busy. So we had to go to the next one, which the one that I would have went to, without saying it is way way more well renowned but they still did my neurosurgeon is still well known and was a good neurosurgeon other things Mm -hmm. could have been different with the hospital though but i believe with the medication i don't know if they didn't do that to just sedate me as less as possible because they didn't want to over sedate me but it definitely could have been a thing that they could have sedated me more because I was for how much I was thrashing. Yeah. Yeah. And and they tried weaning you. Maybe they tried weaning you too soon and stuff like that or too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were worried about, cause I went to through respiratory arrest once Mm -hmm. and they, they pretty much told Sarah that like, if I can't get off the vent, pretty much to take in pulling the plug or not. And that's what they asked Sarah, like the what if game, if we've ever talked about it. And she said, no. And she wasn't going to give it a thought to pull the plug because it was either. Yeah. It was either see how I do on my own and have to re-innovate me or Mm -hmm. give me a trach, which is my, which is the scar on my neck. So I was able to breathe and be awake because they, I was on a ventilator so long 
that they didn't know if I was going to be able to breathe again on my own because I believe for every like, I don't know what the, the numbers are, but if you spend so long on a vent, it's that much harder to breathe on your own. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they sense. were worried about. Yeah, they just could have done some things differently. Do you think you will sue or Sarah will sue? No, it's hard to sue for malpractice because it just doesn't work so out. So much in the can end. go wrong, and it's just it would be so much money on our part, yeah. and we don't have that strong of a case to oh, do okay. it. It's like it's your personal belief, but there's nothing in your records yeah. that show no, they did this wrong. And like with a spinal cord injury, there's so many different outcomes, and like it's hard to tell what surgery and what's what happened fault. when. Yeah. Exactly. So it's there's really not much of a case for malpractice or for like even going after like the river for me diving. Like that wasn't a thing either, just because it's, well, like, it's no. like swim at your own risk. And like yes. we just, we just like we had somebody contact us about that. I was like, there's no way that we would ever sue. We were never looking into suing anyways. Once I started becoming awake and they were winning me off. I had to lay flat for what seemed like forever. I think it was like three days because they had me on a spinal drain because all the shards from my spinal cord that essentially blew up when I hit the uh, hit the floor mm-hmm. of the, the river had poked holes through my spinal cl- column and caused spinal fluid to leak out. So I had <laughs> a spinal drain in for three days and I had to lay flat to make sure everything healed and I wasn't draining anymore. And that was terrible because like being completely flat in a sea collar. Like, it, just it's felt not like, ideal. Yeah. It felt like I couldn't breathe. And like the whole time my legs felt like they were up in the air. Cause oh, I didn't really? realize like I was paralyzed. So it was just like oh. the weirdest feeling. They also like say my- that though, if you've ever used an inversion table, like if you just invert somebody, even like the tiniest bit, you literally feel like you're upside down just because yeah. you're not used to it too. So like being well, that like, flat and then being paralyzed probably was like the combo. Oh yeah, exactly. It's I mean, still right now, like laying flat is like it's so weird because it feels like I'm inverted and like I'm like drown not like drowning, but like just sinking into the bed. Yeah. Interesting. So like I always have like a little angle to the bed. But yeah. Hmm. So what were your first like thoughts and feelings as you started to come to and realize what was happening? It was a lot of confusion. Sarah and her mom and everybody was always trying to tell me to move my toes. And I thought I was, but I couldn't look down because I had to mm, see color and I was laying yeah. and I was laying flat. Yeah. You're like, I am. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I am. And I'm like, okay. But like it, never it took a while for me to realize that i'm actually paralyzed like i think it took wow probably until i was in day rehab which i was in inpatient rehab then day rehab is like where you just go to rehab two times a week but you go for like three and four hours at a time to realize like this this is probably gonna be it because like when i was an inpatient at shirley ryan after i got out of the er Mm-hmm. Or the ICU, I should say, and went to Shirley Ryan. I don't know. They always seemed like things could come back and they can come back for like a year or two after. And so it's always like this thing of 
not saying you'll never walk again, but always trying to keep like some hope alive. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's like, just like, you don't want to do anything. It's too negative when you're trying to work really hard at basic human function. Yeah, exactly. Do you Um, still have hope or are you like, no, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is pretty much it until like, they're doing a lot of like stimulation stuff with, uh like electrodes and trying to like essentially mm-hmm. shoot the nerves past like scar tissue so they're mm-hmm. getting away from essentially stem cell usage and getting into more like nanotechnology and like fast impulses and stuff so that's why to have a spinal cord issue now or a spinal cord injury now is the best time to have it because there's so much research and there's so much hope out there that stuff can still happen yeah but i know mom's hopeful much- every day Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think about it. I just live my life now, essentially. And just focus on what I can do instead of what I can't do. And that's, like, the biggest thing to stay positive is just focus on what you can do, what you have. So speaking of that. of that, what was your biggest accomplishment in rehab? Uh, I believe just being independent as whole, as, like, general as that is. But, like, being able to drive around and have my own vehicle and being able to transfer in and out of bed when I want. And well, was there ever anything that we were like, wow, like I did that and I did not think it, I would be able to. I think I like a couple hundred feet in braces, which are like called KFOs and they go the braces from your ankle all the way up to your hip. And it pretty much just straighten out your, leg so i use my whole arms in a walker to pretty much lift myself and walk and like hop essentially and doing that was pretty cool and one of the hardest things i'm still working on and still doing but it's Mm -hmm. definitely interesting because they only do kfo training with people who have an incomplete injury Mm mm-hmm my injury is C5-6 injury, which is my uh, uh, cervical spine, which is in your neck. And it's complete, so I don't feel anything past my level of injury, sensory or motor. And people who are incomplete, they can feel, generally walk or try like, to, to get them up because they can feel it. You can feel your balance. So for me to do it, it's kind of not normal. But the reason I'm doing it is because for me and Sarah didn't get married in Mexico because I got injured seven days before that. And so we rescheduled everything a year for this a year. year after my injury. Yeah, for this year. For this year. Yeah, for this year, essentially, because we never got our Mexico trip. So that's the reason why I want to stand for the wedding is to do that and do that for her. And I Aww. want to do it for me too, because to say I can do it, she she wouldn't care regardless. But I was mm-hmm. like, I put it in my head that I want to do it. So now, so now you I'm have do to, it. <laughs> yeah. So it in is... some form of way, I'm going to try to stand for part of the wedding. I don't know what part and how much, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it is really cool. I used to uh, rehab a guy that was in a skydiving accident, and he was par- he was paralyzed from the waist down. Um, And we would do that with him because he was determined. They told him he would never walk again. He's like, watch me. And he, you know, he's like, they never specified how I had to walk again. So he's like, watch me. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. 
So mm-hmm. we did the same thing. We put him in the braces. And then I don't know if you remember what Aunt Barbara's crutches looked like, but the ones that like, yes. clamp yep. around your arm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He had he I've had those and then the KFOs and he was able to walk. Oh, so you can move pretty good then. Nice. It was Does decent. he mainly use a wheelchair? Oh, yeah. He's he in a wheelchair. It? He's in yeah, a wheelchair. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. He probably just mainly uses Yeah. Yeah, he mainly like, uses his wheelchair, but he had such a, a strong upper body by that point because we had been raving him. I think we'd been rehabbing him for years at that point that he had a really yeah. strong upper body. So he was able to do it. Now, he only took not even as much as you did, probably five or six steps, but it still was like an F you to the doctor for him. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I'm not like, I do that walking with a harness on. So it's nothing that's like, and the harnesses just hold me up. It's just like, yeah. so I don't fall all over the place. But like my walking is nothing that's going to happen outside. It's pretty much either in a controlled environment because I'll just roll around in a wheelchair, especially being a quad and not having any feeling in that instead of trying to force walk myself places because that's one that's dangerous. What it is. And that, yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. And it's also more dangerous too trying to force walk. I mean, you, like you said, oh, you yeah. can't feel it. You can lose your balance. All these things can go wrong. Yeah, I don't think I could do it by myself anyways with the whole setup and all that. But yeah. Yeah. So will your best man, I think Luke, right? Is it Luke? Um, Eric. Oh, Eric. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will he have to like help you stand up for the part of the ceremony that you want to stand up for and or like her stance or whatever? Yeah, maybe probably for the first dance, it'll probably be Eric and Wade, which is my other groomsmen. Yes. And and they'll just kind of help you up. Yeah. Or I might just do my it. God, my God, you're going to make everyone cry. I'm like oh, crying yeah. thinking about you standing. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking about grandma. If grandma was here, she would lose her mind. Oh, oh yeah, my she God. She would love it. Oh yeah, she was she was great to live with. I'm so thankful that you guys got married at mom's house before the accident and before grandma mm-hmm. passed, and because Sarah had the control over your your health and answer and like decisions that oh, doctors yeah. made. Because oh yeah, I wouldn't want to see. Well, I wouldn't want to. Oh God, well, don't even want to think about. It. We're not going there. It happened. We're good. It's all good. Yeah. Well, and like when I woke up. Sarah and her mom were just instantly on me, always wanting me to do PT because they knew how important it was for my mm-hmm. hand function. Cause I had like Very. no hand function. So they were on me. I was, anytime I was awake, I always like trying to make me do stuff. And I was always so tired and wanting to sleep. It was ridiculous. And they were like, no, no, no. Put the marbles the, from that bin I, to that bin. Now well, it was go. marbles in the putty. And I, I hate putty so much. Putty <laughs> is the worst thing. It's that, I had, the, it's that dexterity. The dexterity is yeah. the hardest thing to get back. Well, because I had zero pounds of strength in my left hand when I really? when I got to Shirley Ryan. Yeah, so I had I had maybe one pound of strength in my left hand and about fifteen pounds of strength in my right. And how and much so, do you have now? In and so hands? right now, I believe my right hand has a hundred pounds of force, and then my left hand has about 75 or 80 so my left hand's still weaker but the normal that's like, pretty normal a, the normal from a male for my age is 120 pounds of force in both in both hands so my right hand's close but my left hand's weaker but i do generally use more stuff with my right hand for like opening say, and stuff. you're probably right just, hand dominant but i just write lefty 
Yes, he's a very interesting yeah. lefty. He's like a yeah. fake lefty. No, that's Jackson. <laughs> that's Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Jackson didn't know does. That. Jackson does everything left except writing, actually. And I honestly think he probably would have wrote left, but I don't. Some teachers, I don't think. Yes, they don't allow that. them to to write, which is weird. Left. Yeah, everything else he bats left. He does soccer left. He kicks left. Like he does everything left. Yeah. See, I. Do I write lefty, but pretty much do everything else righty, except I bowl lefty. That's about it. Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the dreams <laughs> that I had when I was in my coma were very interesting because I can tell, like, when everybody was explaining, like, all what I was doing when I was on the vent and when I was, like, when I was in my coma makes sense because all the dreams I had were really weird, but they all had a form of me drowning like in some like one was like i was drowning and in so that's a, why you were having all those spasms yeah we're like we're like just like thrashing about because it like it, it never felt like i could breathe fully or like there's always something stuck in my throat or like always like on the cusp of drowning in these dreams yeah but then like when i was in shirley ryan an inpatient i actually went to the water to do water therapy and i actually had no issues with that and everybody thought I was because obviously it happened in the river yeah but like it didn't affect me at all have you done any water par- therapy since no not really I haven't really had the opportunity I'm kind of interested in it just to see because obviously I enjoy the you've water been, so I was gonna say you've been Mr. Swimmer your whole life and water therapy gives you the opportunity to not have to worry about falling or yeah like exactly. you have a lot more freedom in water yeah, and obviously water's just good to stretch out. It's and easy so on your be, joints, all the things. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to see what it'd do with my shoulders if I actually swam. Because I swam, it was a small pool, but I swam about like 15 yards back and forth. And they made me swim with a sea collar on because they wouldn't let me take it off for like the spinal precautions. Even mm-hmm. though I was pretty much taking it off all the time because I didn't care at that point. I just wanted the seat collar off because it was so itchy. And I had all the nurses always yelling at me <laughs> to put the thing back on. I was like, I'm not, I can't do it anymore. I woke up, I had like half a full beard and it was so itchy. I would make Sarah or like my mom like put like long, like wooden straws or like like stirring straws, something like that down oh my seat collar to make it itch because it was so itchy. Because it wasn't grown out yet. It was in that terrible stage. That in-between stage? Yeah, no thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are familiar? <laughs> you guys grow lots of beards? Lots of beards. <laughs> lots uh, of leg hair. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what gets you through a hard day when you are having a hard day? I am having a hard day. Uh, Life's a hard day for Mitch from beginning to end. Usually, from the start of his life till now. No, it's all usually, been a hard day. <laughs> usually I just play video games, watch TV. I don't know. I just try to keep my mind off of it. Always having the dogs around is nice. Yeah. So, Are you going to get usually, um, either of them to be like a companion? Like a like therapy the training? Dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, probably, probably not. Just because we don't have enough hours in the day. And Sarah does a lot already, you know. That's true. But they do it well themselves. Just by being the cuties that they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Decompress like anybody else does and try not to think about it. Don't think about all the things I have to do throughout the day because it's just overwhelming. So just think about doing each task as they come. And going through 
talk therapy has been helpful to identify like obviously everything that's going on and stuff. So I think therapy and that therapy in that sense has helped a lot too. Yeah. Cause it's been a drastic and, change. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for somebody not to go through therapy would be concerning. Yes. Cause such definitely. a drastic, I mean, it's a complete 180. Yeah. So, which makes well, sense, you- but it's been helping a lot. Yeah. And then you had to get, not only did you have to go through all of that, you guys had to get a house that you could yeah. adapt for you. So, yeah. so how much of a pain in the A was all that? Yeah. So when I was in inpatient at Shirley Ryan, Sarah and her mom and her mom's boyfriend, who was a realtor, were all trying to sell our house, which was a uh, split level. So that's like not accessible at all. And they were doing dealing with that, and I would had like no. Clue. I was just focused on therapy because they didn't want me stressed about it at all. Yeah. So that was like a lot for Sarah to deal with because she was like trying to sell the house, get that cleaned, go to work, and come visit me at the hospital. So she like and find a her, new house and yeah, remodel and, that and, new house. Yeah, and see if it was doable, and we pretty much did that whole process. In like a month and a half. And mm-hmm. then when it came to buying a house, it was rough because we couldn't use my income because I was on what was that? I, I wasn't on disability. I was just on sick leave. So which uh doesn't count as an actual income because it's not sustainable. So yeah. Sarah had to file for a house by herself with one income. So that made it even harder. And so we had to get out of an even bigger loan. Yeah. Which we had a GoFundMe for me, and so that helped out a little bit. And we made some decent money off the house that we sold just because... The market's been crazy. Yeah, just because the market, how crazy the market was. And we did a, a couple things for work, like, to, that on the house, like, we added siding. So we actually increased the value quite a bit for not that much because most of it was covered by insurance. So that helped out. And from what I understand, too, just from talking to John, is, like, you can't make any... Like, you can't just make any house handicap accessible. It has to be yeah. a certain house. So that probably also added to the issues as well. Yeah, we were looking, like, for a specific ranch, ranch house, because obviously one floor makes it easier. And, like, all the houses were either, like, super expensive or way outdated and needed, like, way too much renovation. Like, mm-hmm. the house that we have now needed was old and needed renovation, but it was definitely doable. Like, we took down a whole wall. We took off all the full floors. We and it's so funny because complete... I can't imagine your house with any wall. Like the layout yeah. that it is now, I'm like, this is like a great layout. Like this is what I would want like a house layout yeah. to be. So like I can't even imagine there being walls on in it. Yeah, and pretty much like the biggest things that we did to make it like accessible was like make the kitchen accessible so I could reach most of the things, and then a bathroom which has a rolling shower with a rainfall shower head which is nice so i can just go just roll in there and take a shower without having to transfer three times from like the bathroom to a chair to the to um the shower or anything like that so it's really do convenient you, and is there do you have like a hmm? special shower wheelchair or do you just do yeah, it in your normal yeah one? yeah oh, so i have okay. two different chairs that i transfer into okay, so yeah cool. my own complete shower chair and i can pretty much i can do all of that and shower by own. myself. Yeah. Awesome. And obviously if Sarah's there, it helps, but I can 
I can essentially do everything by myself. It obviously takes longer, but mm-hmm. it definitely works out and I can do it, which is really That's nice. Good. So Sarah doesn't need to worry when she leaves for like work or anything like that. Right. And the other thing is that I don't think most people realize is the standard door in almost every house is like, it's something very minuscule. It's like three inches too short yeah, it's, for a wheelchair. That is insane. The average, I think, door, 28 or 26 inches. And I believe my chair at the time was like 30 or like 29 on the dot. So I couldn't get through a doorway without getting my fingers stuck. And like now I pretty much... I can get through it like most doorways, but if I'm not a hundred percent like straight on, like I'll take out an edge somewhere. So there's like a million dings and dents around the house from my wheelchair. <laughs> and like, <laughs> well, we put like, crazy. yeah. And we've put like, uh, like metal, like stoppers on the bottom of the door just because I run into it and scrape the shit out of it so much. Oh, really? And Oh yeah. Like it's like Sarah made it, of course, aesthetically pleasing because it's Sarah. Why couldn't she? So it's like gold and matches like the house and stuff. But the, the plates are there. <laughs> the, the the plates the plates are there because I would run into it. Like there's a corner right by the kitchen that I would like take the edge off the whole time, and like it just bent and bent. And she finally put like a metal casing around the corner just to protect it. So it's very funny. You that need to learn funny. how to drive, Mister. <laughs> yeah, right? he couldn't drive before. Hey, Why I would he be feel, able to drive feel, now? I can't feel it. All right, if I can't feel it, it's not my problem. <laughs> you guys can figure it out oh my goodness yeah i remember reading about that like when um sarah was telling us all that you were gonna have to make it accessible that how like we should just make everybody's door that standard size like it's three yeah. inches like well like when come we were on, man. To, when we were coming to grandma's house i couldn't fit i couldn't fit into the back room so we literally took off all the framing, the, right we took off all the, framing. All the paneling and the framing and we had to get different hinges so there it wasn't in the way because i was getting stuck on the door because it was poking out just enough to stop it oh my gosh yeah and so that like living at grandma's while it was great living with her was definitely a struggle because it was out of one room but luckily we didn't need to pay for like a hotel or something like that to get renovated yeah so it was great that's just an even extra cost yeah, exactly. You just great don't that want to let us live there. She's a sweetie. She's a great host. Oh, yeah, she was. So Never. out of all of the challenges of your life, like post-accident and stuff, what was the hardest thing to accept and how did you accept it? Oh, well, I still haven't accepted it. And you're going to hate what oh, okay. it is because it's going to be very awkward. But oh, it's definitely the lack of feeling Okay. down there. Got it. I don't need to say it. Everybody gets it. We all got but it. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I honestly care. thought it was going to be walking. I don't. Um, I could care less for walking. Honestly, I don't need it. I could. I had a I'm feeling. Fine. I, I had an inkling because we kind of talked. Every... We kind of touched on this like at Jackson's mm-hmm. party, and I was like, mm, I got you. It's it's every spinal cord guy's like biggest annoyance is if you could just feel, it'd be fine. Like I would care less, but like. Yeah. You find different ways and it like works, but obviously it's nothing the same. And it's still hard to deal with, but you find a way past it. Well, but it's definitely good. not feeling that is like th- the most annoying part. And like everything I feel like all the things that were hard 
I've gotten past, and this one just comes back all the time. Mm. It's like, if only. And it's easier to get back sensory than it is motor, so who knows? Yeah. Go lay down. Go lay down. And I'm I'm sure it makes it hard, too, because you are married and you want to be intimate with your spouse and it's, yeah. you, you probably had to find new ways to do that. Oh yeah. There's definitely, there was definitely quite a bit of a, uh, experimenting and there's still like is, and it's just like, you definitely have to be open if you weren't like, it just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And so Sarah's been like great the whole time. Cause she's open to anything. And she's just like, I think post accident, our relationship has definitely gotten way better. And we've, our communication skills have gotten so much better just because we've have to yeah. because I can't do as much and she can't. And like, you just have to be way more vocal than you ever think you have to be in a relationship. Yeah. I could say that for sure. Yeah. But there's a, there's a positive then, you know? Yeah, I know you can work around it, but it's this good old feeling. Nothing gets. Yeah. Nothing like it. You need a you need to have a your own avatar experience. Just lay down on a thing and yeah, right. Something. Oh yeah. I mean, he oh, wasn't. Like... Yeah, he wasn't a wheelchair yep. before that. You're absolutely right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Which I actually like it coming out. I remember. I didn't watch it again the first one, but I was like, I remember he wasn't a wheelchair. I was like, that. That is. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be. Like that. Hey, may- hey, maybe soon. You know. These scientists got to never know. Shit. Elon Musk, baby. Oh, there yeah, go. for sure. He'd be the He's one to do it. Anybody, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. anybody was like, let's do this. Let's make Avatar a reality. It would totally be him. All right, yeah. let's write a form letter to Elon Musk and be like, yo. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm, sure, we should, I, I'm pretty sure I could just message him on Twitter. He'll, he'll give me a nice response. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll just add him on Twitter, you know. Like, just hey, can you make this happen for me? I'm trying to walk. There you go. I don't know if our listeners know this, but it's very. I've seen from Sarah's um, Instagram account that it's really hard for um, you guys to travel because yes. of the wheelchair and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you could go anywhere, where would you go? I think, I think the Maldives. Maldives are always nice. They always look nice mm-hmm. over water bungalow, and like going from like. Mexico, which is all inclusive, you can go to the Maldives, and it, it, and it's also all inclusive. All inclusive yeah. That all inclusiveness is great because you just when you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Like <laughs> you get to like worry about other things instead of just like penny pinching, especially when you don't have the most money. Yeah, and so I think because everything's already all included, and we've already paid for this yeah. trip. Yeah, exactly. And then you can just really like let loose and hang out. There's not like hanging out in somewhere that's nice, sunny, and there's margaritas coming to you non-stop so you know it's funny so uh maldives 2025 let's do this yeah yeah yeah, exactly let's make it happen okay we'll make it happen yeah it's funny Mm -hmm. there was like this reel that was like instead of going to like the maldives and there's like a couple other like places that are well known that people travel to a lot they were like go to these other places and their replacement for the maldives was like somewhere in at like somewhere off the coast of africa and i was like that's not happening there's the no way tom would be like yeah let's go to africa i know i know like cape town think- and like south africa is like supposed to be kind of nice but i don't know yeah. where else you would go it'd probably be down there somewhere i'd assume yeah it, it probably was either- would be the only place you really have to worry about in africa is like djibouti like that's stay far far away from djibouti well yeah. i was just like i was just thinking of the 
logistics of trying to get to this little country in the yeah. middle of the ocean that's apparently part of Africa, I think. I can't yeah. really remember, but I remember going through like, the whole list of like options for other places to visit and it was mm -hmm. like saudi arabia and i was mm -hmm. like i would get murdered okay yeah. next i mean <laughs> yeah it'd be yeah if you go to like uh dubai that'd be yes. interesting yes dubai. dubai is actually supposed to be fantastic yeah. i just had a friend who was just there and she loves it very interesting i have no idea how it'd work being there. yeah no i'd be it was interesting because then like you look at like different ADA laws and what they have for traveling like there's there's a, actually like a guide that you can go to online I forgot the website that it shows you like how you like put in the destination and it grades how actually accessible it is oh, like, oh interesting that's cool. and like based that's on cool. like that's that's reviews, helpful yeah definitely and like shows you like how much you need to prepare like is it going to be easy is it going to be like challenging and vice versa mm-hmm so that's kind of interesting on how that. So are you prepared for the challenge of going to Mexico? Yeah, I don't think it'll be that bad. Just I was because say Mexico won't be that bad. It'll be like a flight. Flights are fine, and then it'll be a just a quick ride through. And then you're at an all inclusive, service. so you're fine. Yeah, probably. it's not like I'm driving anywhere. Right. Yeah, and the places from what i remember already really accessible anyways yeah so I'm, i don't think it'll be that much the biggest thing is how much sarah's stuff she has and who's bringing what down which is we were going to figure that if i was in a wheelchair or not now there's just more stuff yeah but and we'll figure out because we we had it figured out for the first wedding that got canceled yeah. so we'll figure yeah. it out again yeah. as always right your schedule will be fine yeah mm -hmm. yeah so any final thoughts to leave with our listeners? Oh. Don't go uh, diving in shallow waters. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely if it's one definitely if it's one thing over this last year, there's a lot you can do that you never think you could do. You can do a lot more than you think you can. Like I never think in the last year and a half that I'd be able to be fully independent and live and being able to live on my own. With the, the spinal cord in, injury, and here I am, I already have a car, I can go into work, yeah. take myself to therapy. So there's like, you can do a lot more than you think you can. Love it. Maybe with that. Thanks for I having me. That. Thank you for coming on our show. Of yeah. course. I was like, you know who I want to interview? My brother. Because I love him on occasion. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe, we'll take a, maybe we'll take a retake and like, if, I, if, if people like it, I'll come on again and actually give a good interview. <laughs> oh, cut it out! That was a good interview. Crazy. That was a good. Trust it's a me, we had... it was no, no scattered. But, uh, people yeah. connect the dots. Huh? This is how to deal when shit gets real, guys. So we'll see you guys next episode.